Welcome to Lifehouse Church Online. To know more about our senior pastors, head to the Lifehouse website. We hope you enjoy the service. Numbers 13. I'm going to give you the title of my message in a moment. Okay. Numbers 13 verses 27 to 33 says this. It says, this was their report to Moses. What report? Moses sends out some spies into the promised land. And they came back, and this was their report. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and with honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Gigabites, and the Vegemites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan River. Apparently all very valuable information. But Caleb, everyone say, but Caleb. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said, we can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread, they spread this bad report among, about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants. Okay, we get it. We saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. Some of you know the outcome of that report. Because of that report, the children of Israel didn't enter into the promised land for 40 years. For 40 years. But the truth of the matter is this, guys. The 10 spies who came with the bad report, the truth is they were telling the truth. They weren't lying. I've always seen that these people exaggerated or that they lied or that they were basically doing the wrong thing. That's not true. What they actually did was completely tell the truth. Everything they saw was true. Yes, the cities were fortified. Yes, there were giants there. They weren't imagining it. There really were giants there. And, and, and everything that they were talking about was completely true. At this point in time, no nation had actually overtaken these cities and these nations. They were, they were very powerful. And I know that in the, in the past we've been a bit harsh on these people because it's like, why did they lie to their people and, and cause them to not fulfill their promise? Well, the truth is they actually just were telling the truth. But they believed the wrong truth. And that's the title of my message today. Don't believe the wrong truth. Truth. 
See, it's easy to tell the difference between a truth and a lie. What's harder is to tell between a truth and a wrong truth. Because the truth is, yes, the, the cities were large. Yes, there were people living there who do devour. Yes, there were giants, no doubt about it. But the other truth was that God said, I will give you this land and you shall conquer it. That was the other truth. But they chose the wrong truth. Let's go at once, is what Caleb said. We can certainly conquer it. They chose the wrong truth. Why am I speaking about this? Because there are people right now who are going through some things in life. We just spoke about Claudia and we prayed for her. But friends, the reality is there is truth in what that young lady is going through and there is truth in what some of you are going through right now. Yes, your marriage right now, the truth of it is that it's not great. And the truth of it is you guys are drifting apart. And the truth of it is you're feeling like you've lost the romance. And the truth of it is it's not like it used to be. And the truth of it is you're now becoming a little bit rude. And the truth of it is all the truth. But the reality is there's another truth where God says, I am a person who can change people from the inside out and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I can make your partner brand new because he who is in Christ is now a brand new creation. And I've seen God do it. But listen, it's not a lie what you're going through. It's not a lie. The truth is your finances are going backwards. The truth is you're struggling to find a job. The truth is... You're not looking great for retirement. That's the truth of it. But the real truth is that God says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. And today we've got to choose the right truth. You're not going crazy. We're not belittling or pretending that you're not going through some difficult times right now. The truth is your heart is breaking because there's been some circumstances in your life. There's been some betrayal. There's different truths out there, friends. And it's just, it'll be just, I'm going to say it again. It's so easy to tell the difference between the truth and a lie. What's harder is the difference between the truth and truth. Yeah, Things are true. Absolutely. You know, how many of us would know that the world's looking pretty grim at the moment? You know, there's rumors of wars. And, you know, right now we're waiting for a very large superpower nation who's about to take over. Imagine living in the Ukraine at the moment. Like, that's a, that's a truth. We are about to be invaded. And, and, and you know what? You, you pick this thing up. This thing, this thing is so important because it does tell us a truth sometimes. Less and less these days. But let's be honest. We pick this thing up and most of it is true. And what does, it, what does this do for us? What this does is it tells us the facts. It just tells us the facts. Let me tell you what this does. This tells you what happened yesterday and what's happening today. That's what this does. That's a truth. But friends, there is another truth that comes from here. There's another truth. And this doesn't just talk about your past and your present. This talks about your future. This truth here just states the facts and does not give you any hope. This here addresses the facts, but it says... But my God can do all things if we will just believe. It's a truth. And we have to choose today. Do we choose the truth of the world or do we choose the truth of the word? And I say that we choose this truth 
over that truth. Come on, someone, get excited. This is the truth that we decide, amen? Oh, yeah, 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 you read this. Oh, the, the, the economy, man, oh, it's going backwards. Oh, you, you're all going to lose your houses. Oh, house prices are going to drop, blah, 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 blah. Interest rates, oh, read this for half an hour and see how your soul feels. Read this for half an hour and see how your soul feels. Interest rates can do what they like. Why are we nervous when we've got a God who would say to us, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or God's people begging for bread? That's what this says. In other words, the interest rates can go to 56%. And you're like, but I'll lose my house. You may. You may. But there is always a God who somehow, from the crucifixion, takes us to an empty grave. And things can look so bad and so grim. And we're going to make a decision today, which truth are we going to go with? Which truth? I've got to tell you, at the moment, there's, I mean, I don't just have this. I have a lot of people online that want to give me their version of truth. There's a whole lot of truth going on out there. And everyone's speaking the truth. I've just learned, I think I better get back to this truth. Amen. Come on, someone, poke someone real hard and say, get back to the truth. Yeah, come on. Because this is what Jesus said. Jesus speaking of himself, he said, I am the way, the facts, and the life. Is that what he said? I am the way. Imagine Jesus said that. I am the way, the facts, and the life. No, he said, I am the way. I am the truth. Okay, listen. Do you know something we need to get our head around? Truth is not words on paper. It's not. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Friends, this is just telling us about a person. Listen, listen to what Jesus is saying. Do you know whatever circumstance you've got going on right now, they're facts. It's real. It's really happening. Please don't let people say to you, oh, it's just all in your head. No, it's not. It's real. A lot of it is real. A lot of it. A lot of it is real. But the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth. Do you know, Jesus wants to walk over to facts and say, what are you saying? What, you, what, 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 what are you saying? Well, the facts are their kids are going to go off the rail because, you know, they didn't raise them right. And Jesus says, well, hang on a minute. I can undo because of love covers a multitude of sins. Hang on a minute, facts. And I just see Jesus grabbing facts by the head and just sort of giving them a, like, you know, grab and just sort of giving them a, and the facts go, oh. <laughs> Truth is a person. And we've got to let the person of Jesus speak into the facts of your life. I'm not educated enough. That's true. It's actually true. You're not highly educated. But you know what? I read stories of a guy called Smith Wigglesworth who didn't even complete fifth grade. Yet he was able to fill stadiums and people were healed and delivered and God used him under the power of the Holy Spirit. And the guy couldn't put a sentence together. But, but, but facts that are overridden by truth, that guy went on to change the world. All we need is more of the real truth. And I don't know what's hindering you at the moment, but the children of Israel, they just took the facts which were true and they didn't believe the truth. All they had to believe was, yes, everything you've said is true, guys, but God said it's ours. And that's all we need to believe right now. So here's a question for you. What are your facts? What are your facts? 
What are the things that you just go, yeah, but, if, you know, a great message, Pastor Richard, really positive, it's fantastic. But the facts are, I'm not deterred by the facts. We can't be deterred by the facts. Because if we do, we will become very worldly people and limit our God to what our world says is possible, not according to what our God says is possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know, was it Isaac Newton who was sitting under a tree? What happened? Was, was it Newton? Did I get that right? See? I got the facts right. Sitting under a tree, what happened? Apple fell on his head or something? I think it didn't actually fall on his head. I think that's a little bit of fairy tale. But still, what did he discover that day? Anyone? The law of... Do you feel that the law of gravity is true? Anyone, anyone think that the law of gravity is true? Has it? Yep. Go jump off a building. You'll know that the law of gravity is true. Um, as you age, you discover the law of gravity is true. Gravity is true. You're not being negative. You're not being negative to say gravity is true. But you know, funny, funny thing. Take some metal. Take some metal. Fashion it in a certain shape. Put some two big jet engines on this piece of metal that weighs up to 500 tonnes. And all of a sudden, you've got a contraption that as it... Does everyone know what I'm speaking about, by the way? Yeah, okay. The law of gravity exists, and it even exists up at Telemarine Airport. But somehow, 500 tonnes of metal gets up into the sky. How does it do that? Because the law, the truth of aerodynamics supersedes the facts of gravity. And it happens in the natural world where we see it superseded over here. Gravity is true. Do we all agree? But so is the law of aerodynamics. And I'm telling you, gravity is true, but so is the law of aerodynamics. Amen? And it can overcome it and it can supersede it. And friends, I've just got to, I have to talk like this because some of us are still stuck with the facts. And, and, and some of us, even though we know elements of this, but, you know, without frightening you, but friends, we are getting closer to the return of Jesus. We are, we are poised for him to return. Are you hearing of wars and rumors of wars? Are you hearing of pestilences, which, if you look it up in the Greek, literally is a contagious disease. Jesus told us all these things were coming. We're hearing of earthquakes and famines and floods. Everything Jesus said would happen before his return is happening. So what does that, that's the facts. I mean, and the facts are here as well. But what does that mean for you and for me? Well, let me ask you a question. And this is where my, the, my theology sits. America knows that there's going to be some sort of war. Let's hope and pray that it doesn't happen. But what's the first thing America wants to do to its ambassadors in the Ukraine. What's the first thing America wants to do, actually even the Russians, what are the Russians wanting to do in the Ukraine? Get their people out first. And I'm telling you right now, before God pours out his wrath upon this world, we get taken out of here. So why are we filled with fear? Why are we just believing some of the truth? Believe the whole truth. God is on our side. We are going to be redeemed. God is gonna help us. However it looks like, we are his people. We are his people. Don't be filled with fear, friends. Now listen, let me ask you a question. We've got to really ask ourselves, what are we believing at the moment? Because see, there is a truth. Can I just mess with you with just a, for just a moment? Can I really mess with you? It's gonna, I'm, I'm, I know this is messing with some people, but I'm, I'm really keen to do it. I, I really want to mess with you just for a moment. 
How many of you believe spending time with your kids is important? Just a show of hands. How many of you believe that your kids need to be your priority? Amen. They are a gift from God. I'm not trying to trick you, by the way. That's very true. Okay? That's a truth. That is a truth. But the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. Right? Spending time with your kids is important, but friends, not at the cost of being a part of his church. Not at the cost of making sure they've got lots and lots of Christian friends. Because the Bible says, those who dwell in the house of God will be blessed. And listen, I know you're spending a lot of time with your kids at the moment. It's wonderful. It's great. I get so happy when I see it. Except that I'm not going to be very happy when your kids turn 16 and don't want to come to church. Because if you haven't made it a priority, I know I'm messing with some of you, but listen, it's out of love. It's not about filling seats, by the way. This is about me not having to somehow talk to your kids that church is important. And as they start to develop friendships at university, I want them to have a solid foundation, lots of Christian friendships. I want them to be a part of youth. If you are not sending your kids to youth, friends, beware. Beware of the truth because the enemy is out for your kids. And, and, and they want to indoctrinate them with everything that they believe. And they've got a full agenda for our kids, but so has God. And his agenda trumps if we will just get them under his truth. Come on, give him a shout of praise. It's a truth, friend. It's a truth. It is a truth. And I'm telling you this because I love you. And I see, you know, Pastor Richard, you've got three kids and, 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 and they all love God. Hey, listen, all my kids are not in ministry and that's so cool. Because it's a calling. It's not something that you do just because mum and dad do it. No. But I've got to tell you, they love God. And you know what? We don't wake them up to go to church now. They wake themselves up and go to church. And they're all a part of a small group. And they're all serving God in different ways. And, and they love God with all their heart. Pastor Richard, how did you do that? How did you do that? I just took them to church and made it a priority. I got them to youth week in and week out. We made so many mistakes with our kids, so many. But yet somehow, they actually love hanging out with mum and dad still. Yeah, come on. Now, come on. I'm, I'm messing with your truth. I'm messing with it. Which truth have you bought into? Because it's not evil to spend time with your kids. It's so, you better be doing it. But you better be careful of some other truths. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Beware, friend. Beware. Now, there's no doubt about it. Come on. We know that God can undo, God can work the miraculous. But friends, can I, can I put it out there? Don't be people that need miracles. <laughs> I know that sounds so counterintuitive. But do you know why some people need miracles? Because they've made some very bad decisions. They've made some really bad decisions along the way, and then God has to then do a miracle to get them out of... You know what? We should be aiming to live miracle-free lives and actually be a miracle for someone else is where we should be aiming to be. I know I'm really, look, you've all gone so quiet now. Come on, just, just clap or something just to, just to ease the tension. Now listen, come on, we've got we've to keep this real because for a lot of us, you know what, instead of allowing this to change us, we're waiting for the world to change. Some of you bought into John Mayer more than you've actually bought into the Bible, right? right? Because you keep on waiting. You're waiting on the world to change. Hey, listen, nothing's changing, Right? We all know where the world is headed. And some of you are waiting for this great moment that the world will change. John Mayer, you're going to be waiting a long, long time. No, no. Change your world by changing, by getting that to change, but by using the word to change your world. Amen. The world is not changing. It's headed in one direction. 
Now, I know that sounds negative. No, it's not. No, it's not. God's people are headed in one direction, and we know that. And we know that the world is headed in another. So what are we trying to do? We're just trying to get more people onto this road. That's all we're trying to do. Amen? Paul, do you agree with that? So listen, Gideon, Gideon was challenged by God. Actually, let me take a step back. Let me take a step back. What was the difference between those who accepted the truth of the fortified cities, the large people that were there, and Joshua and Caleb? What was the difference between those two groups? Because when we work out why did these people accept this truth and why did these people accept that truth, do you know what it came down to? These people believed they were grasshoppers. And it will be your identity, it will be who you believe you are that either makes you believe the wrong truth or you accept the right truth. Let me, let me tell you what I mean. These two people, Joshua and Caleb, do you know what they believed? We're God's kids. And you know what? Yes, the truth is standing in front of us. Yes, they are big. But God said that we're his kids. We're going to prosper. We are going to go into that land. We're just going to trust God because we are his children and we are loved by him. These people were like, oh, we're not sure whether we're God's kids. Because I think God's going to allow us to die there. So here it comes. What determines whether you accept which truth, either truth, is who do you believe you are? Are you a loved, anointed, righteous child of God? Or are you someone who is, no, I think I'm worthy of all the punishment that I get. No, no, you've got to make a decision. I believe that we are an anointed child of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, and that God wants to move us forward. Amen? Amen. Friends, it's all about your faith. It's always been about your faith. Matthew 9, verses 29, Jesus, when he speaks to the blind man. He touched their eyes, the Bible says, and he says, according to your faith, let it be to you. Listen to what he says, according to your faith, not according to your education. What are you believing at the moment? Choose. Because it's not according to your gifting. It's not according to your wealth. It's not according to your dreams. It's not according to your family background. It's not according to your physical stature. It's not according to your vocabulary. It's not according to your outgoing personality. But it's according to your faith. So today, which truth do we take on? Do we have more faith in this than we do in this? I choose this. I choose this. And you know what? Why, why has this just sprung up for me because I've got to tell you right now when doctors are making very big statements doctors are making very big statements friends with all my heart mind soul and strength I have forced myself back over to this truth are you with me I have forced myself and some of you ladies come on let's be honest right you've been told oh you've got PCOS oh endometriosis oh you mean you're going to have it forever that's the truth it's truth but we also, we also serve a God that says that by his stripes we are healed. And you ladies are going to fall pregnant. You're going to have children. Guys, my very own daughter, I think some of you follow her, and she's been so open about it. I'm so proud of her. Like It's almost embarrassing sometimes how open my daughter is. She just does not care. She just doesn't care. And I thank God for her because I've got to tell you, sometimes I just think, man, I did a really good job with that girl in faith because she supersedes me sometimes. But she's got this whole PCOS thing and, and doctors were saying to her, you've got so many cysts on your ovaries and blah, 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 blah. Sorry, guys, if you don't even know what I'm talking about. But ladies, you know what I'm talking about. 
And, and one doctor said, look, you're, you're going to really find it hard. You need to just go do IVF right, right now. And she wasn't lying. Are you hearing me? It's not like she was lying. And she was just stating the truth. Just the truth. But my daughter just goes and starts putting up all these posts. I don't believe what they've said. I believe that my God shall heal me and, and God shall do. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, honey, I believe. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, it's true. I, but as a dad, you're sort of like, maybe go do the IVF as well because I really want to be a grandparent. And, are you hearing me? Come on, a little bit of honesty right now. Oh, man, I'll even pay for it. I was actually writing checks. Yeah, just go hurry up. And do. No, God will heal me. And, 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 and God's going to do the miraculous. And I'm like, oh, man, he raised this girl. <laughs> I'm serious. Maybe it's Helen, not my side. I don't know. But, but you know what? Thank God she believed the truth. And you know what? And like I said, any minute now. <laughs> In Jesus' name, I speak that over your bodies, ladies. I speak it over you. I speak it over you. Pastor Joseph Swan, that beautiful man of God. Do you remember the day he stood up and he told us he had bowel cancer? Do you remember that? And it was terrible, guys. And you know what? But I just saw something rise up in that man. I said, Joseph, what are they telling you? And you know, Joseph, if you, if you know him, he just sort of chuckles and laughs a bit. Why are you laughing, man? This is pretty serious. And he's like, yeah, no, they said six months. What? Yeah, no, that's what they've said, you know. But you know what? And him and his wife came together and they just trusted God. Now, he went through the whole process and he, had, he went through operations. But I tell you what, as we speak today, he is cancer-free in Jesus' name, serving God in a different nation. And Pastor Joseph, if you're watching this, we love you, our brother. Come on, give him a huge round of applause. Truth, there's lots of truth. I'm never going to find someone. Whether you're a guy or a girl, just, they don't build them like the way they used to anymore. Now they're all... Now they're all stress heads and moody and, and they're not rich. And one girl said to me, but he doesn't have many followers on Instagram. How popular could, how popular could he be? He doesn't have any followers. No one's following him. Sweetheart, are you serious? That, that some girls feel that like, no, it's... But come on, I mean, I've told you this. I, I don't want to be up here being self-depreciating and, and, you know, and go on and on. But honestly, like according to some of your ladies' criteria, Helen should not have married me. Maybe she's sitting at home saying, well, they're probably right. But I don't know. <laughs> no, but seriously, like from where I was to where God has taken me, I'm through, listen, not through that. Not through that, through this. Sitting under this, amen. Actually, listen, this is so dangerous. This will try and tell you how to run your marriage. This will tell you what's important to other people. This will tell you, this, this will run numbers and give you stats about what women really want and what guys really want. And you can start to believe this and you will get further and further and further away from the very God who can bring the right person into your life at the right time. Are you with me? Come on, switch over to the right truth. Oh, yeah, yeah, your time, your time is running out, officially. Yeah, yeah, doctors will tell you, you know, you hit 35, 36, 40. Oh, ladies, you're still trying to fall pregnant, are you? Well, mate, anyone heard of a girl called Sarah? Anyone heard of Sarah? How old was she? Come on, come on, you Bible scholars. 75. 75, she was pumping out babies. Some of you are like, yeah, I don't want to be doing it at 75. All I'm saying is, she got under this though. Yeah. But do you remember? Do you remember when God was talking to Abraham and said, Your wife's gonna have a baby this time next year? Do you remember what Sarah actually did? The Bible says that she laughed in her heart. She laughed. 
COVID, COVID, guys. She started laughing. And you know, God heard her cry. Sorry, God heard her laugh in her heart. And God says to Abraham, God says to Abraham, why is your wife laughing? And so Abraham confronts her and says, hey, I've got God here. Relax. What, you think you can't see your heart? What's the matter with you? It's going to kill us both. <laughs> Don't you know what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah like 10 minutes ago? And you're laughing. Stop laughing. Like, at least wait until he leaves. What's the matter with you, girl? So, shh, do you remember what she says? I wasn't laughing. Liar. But listen, why was Sarah laughing? Why was... Because she was looking at the facts. Are you serious, me? Yes, you. And you know what? Right now, in some of your hearts, you're like, are you serious? Me? Yes, you. What are you going to submit? Which truth are we going to believe today? Are you with me, guys? Are you with me? Hey? Do you know, it's getting harder and harder and harder and harder around the world to plant churches. Honestly, the, the rigmarole, what it takes to plant churches now, the legal aspect of it all, it, it, honestly, this, this world... This world has made it so difficult to just simply plant a church these days. And if you were to just look at that, you just go, oh, it's all too hard. But when you read this and it says, go into all the world and go and tell people about Jesus, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. You know what, guys? Yes, it may be hard, but under this, we can do all things through Jesus. Amen. And we can be planting churches around the world and seeing people healed. Now, guys, we're fasting at the moment. We're fasting. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Nothing is achieved through fasting. I know that messes with people's heads. It doesn't. It doesn't say according to your fasting. Jesus didn't say according to your fasting. He said according to your faith. So what's fasting all about? Fasting helps your faith. Fasting improves your faith. Faith is what moves God. It's never been about fasting, guys, apart from faith. So here it is. We're, We're all fasting. Thank you for doing that. That's amazing. Here's the big question for you, though. Are you in faith, though. Because you could just not be eating and, and, and you're losing a few kgs as well, and that always helps. But are you mixing it with faith? What are you believing for? It's not just about depriving yourself of food. Amen? The flesh is a very good servant. It's a bad leader. Are you hearing me? So come on. I want you to read this scripture with me. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Friends, if it's all about faith, let's talk about faith. Just in these next few seconds behind me. Here it is. So the, can you read it with me? One, two, three. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How does faith come to you? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? Because apparently faith comes by hearing. Do you know you can have faith in what the world is up to and you can believe what they are saying or you can choose to believe what the word of God is saying? Which one are you going with? Because if faith comes by hearing, friends, then we need to be careful of what we are hearing. And we need to fill our hearing with the right things. Amen. So come on. I need you to rise up in your faith. What are you going through right now? How's your marriage going? Are you going to believe that? Do you know one in four people divorce now? Have you believed that truth? That's a truth. Or are you going to go with God's truth? That those who God has put together, nothing can separate. Amen. And you've become one flesh. What are you believing? Oh, my partner would never give their life to Jesus. Really? Go talk to the Apostle Paul about that. Come on. What are you, what are you believing? 
today? Which truth have we bought into? Because they're both truths. Are you with me? Let me tell you one of the greatest truths that is superseded by another truth. Friends, the reality is, the truth is, we have all sinned against God. The truth is, none of us will ever get to heaven because of how good we are. That's a truth. Not being negative, not picking on you, not saying you're an extra bad person. We all sinned against God. And listen, I'm going to say it as clearly as I can. We were all worthy of a place called hell. Oh, but I wasn't such a bad person. Yeah, read the Ten Commandments and see how you stack up against them. Or stack your life up against Jesus because he is the standard. And I don't know about you, but I don't stack up against Jesus. And that's the standard of getting into heaven. I don't know about you, but I would have never got into heaven. And that's the truth. So what happened? God sent his truth into the world. His name's Jesus. He goes and dies on a cross so that I could be forgiven of everything I've ever done. And as I receive him into my life, as I acknowledge that gift, I'm going to go to heaven now because of what he did, not because of what I did. Some of you are feeling really rotten. Some of you don't feel worthy to even be in this building. Friends, that's true. You're probably not worthy. But the bigger truth is that God says he loves you and he has forgiven you and he's got a plan and a purpose and he's got a righteous hope for your life. He's got a plan for you. But you don't understand how bad I've been. I know it's true. You've been really, really rotten. But he took that and he claimed it as his own. Friends, that's a truth. Don't believe the wrong truth. Don't choose the wrong truth today. Choose the right one. Choose Jesus today. Hi, I'm Richard Gabakian, pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.